Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm chatting with Brent Holmes about food in Vegas. And not just any food, soul food. We talk about what we consider to be soul food, where to find it in Vegas, and we ask the question, why is it so hard to keep a soul food joint open in this town? It's Thursday, August 17th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Brent Holmes, what's up? Welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas. Hey, Vogue. How are you? I'm great. I'm hungry. I'm hungry AF right now. <laughs> um, I mean, we've had a little preamble ramble, and yeah, uh, the subject we're going to take on today is yummy. Yes. So my first question for you, though, is like, did you grow up eating soul food? Absolutely. I was introduced to my first plate of cornbread before I could walk. My um, mother's side of the family, they are deep Southern Texan. So collards, cornbread, mm. fried chicken, catfish, all of those things were right up my alley from a very young age. My family has an annual barbecue every year, excluding the pandemic years. So it's yeah. been it's been always been a part of the culinary traditions in my household. So you've been in Vegas for 20 plus years. How would you describe your soul food eating experiences in Vegas in a sentence? Mezzo, mezzo. Um, it, 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 <laughs> what is that? Okay, okay. It's it's. I mean, Vegas isn't. I again, like, I got I got family in in Texas. I got family in Louisiana. Like, Vegas is not a soul food mecca by any stretch of the imagination. I mm. I, I Philly does better, and and. Damn. Hey, man, I'm just being real. I'm just being real with you. I didn't ask for comparisons. I'm just, <laughs> no, I mean, we have some great, great soul food, but we've got kind of a twofold problem. One is soul food restaurants don't always stay open as long as I would like them to. And the mm-hmm. other being there, it's not as popular on the mm. West Coast as it is in the South or even on the East Coast to a certain extent. Mm. With that in mind, like, what is the best bite of soul food you've had in Las Vegas? Huh. Most consistent. I like Grits Cafe. I think that they they lay it down proper every single time. They've been around the block. I used to be a big fan of Eminem. I used to be a big fan of Seven Seas. Seven Seas isn't around. I don't believe Eminem is still open. And so... You know, as to the first question, keeping our soul food restaurants open is is an issue, right? And and so Grits Cafe has been there long haul, getting it right every time. I love their fried catfish, and I'll eat that with a plate of collard greens and macaroni and cheese any day out of the week. Ah, see? Macaroni and cheese is still the thing. Because when I think about soul food, I think about what is my plate? Because that's how an order happens. That's how the holidays happen for my family. Like, we don't eat soul food unless it is a holiday. I still am pretty picky around my mac and cheese, and, and no one's mac and cheese has done it for me. But it's just, 
it's it's the result of my family being good at what they do. But I love the greens at, <laughs> I love the greens. I love the catfish and I love the grits at Grits Cafe. I love that you can put so many things inside of it. I had never, I wasn't a savory grits person. I was, a, I grew up a sweets grits person. Grandma's from oh, Kansas. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even know. I was like, you can put other stuff <laughs> in your grits. They were like, yeah, put some bacon, put some cheese. I was like, hmm. Well, this is magical. You've transformed an ingredient for me <laughs> by these additives. So I love that about them. So I think I think the grits, adding whatever you want, adding shrimp to the grits is actually my favorite bite of soul food in Vegas. So how do you know you're eating authentic soul food? And I asked that question knowing how I feel, but also when we think about places that have a chicken and waffles plate on their menu, uh, you have places like Cracker Barrel that serves fried chicken, but is that under the category of authentic soul food? No, that falls under the category of Southern food. Um, mm. Fried chicken is a Southern food staple. It is a Southern food staple because of soul food, specifically because of mm. African-Americans, but it has extrapolated to the point that, I mean, KFC is not soul food, right? It's not. It's still fried chicken. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> You can even get some gravy on it, right? But that still don't make it soul food. Oh, um, so gross. <laughs> uh, you know what? To me, there's the, the the first the first, and I use this with Mexican food too. Is the abuela test, right? If there ain't a mm, granny right. or an auntie or that. or an elder an elder woman of the tribe in the kitchen doing something, it don't matter if she's just rearranging tiles on the floor. I don't care. They got to be doing something in the kitchen. <laughs> And and she's got to be nearby telling you, no, that's wrong. Exactly. Exactly. They don't have to add more. They ain't got to be cooking. They don't have to be putting in any real labor. They just have to sit there and be like, uh-uh, no, that's the first test. If if you walk into a, a restaurant and and you pass, you know, the auntie or the granny test, you're probably in for a win there. But beyond that, soul food is an African-American cuisine, that's a, a, a really specific aspect of it. I'm not saying that, you know, other people of other ethnicities can't prepare and cook soul food well. I am saying that if I go into a restaurant, I'm going to be questioning their capacity to do so. And then there's just the spice base and the ingredients selection. You know, you have to have greens on the menu. You, you can't mm -hmm. you can't do it without greens. It, it, it ruins the entire thing uh, for me. I'm like, and then some greens and they're like, we ain't got greens. And I go, what, what happened here? What, what am I going to eat? Yeah. But you mentioned, you know, a lot of the places that you've loved and you've had good bites that have closed. Are there any other... Are there any other soul food restaurants in Vegas that are still open that have, you know, a good bite? I think Ella M has great smothered chicken. They do. Oh, God, it's, it's so, good. so good. It's so good. And and you can't it's hard to come by. They're all the way out on like Craig Ranch. And so I don't get out there that often, but they do a solid smothered chicken. Their greens are good. We can dispute the quality of their mac and cheese for centuries to come, but we'll just put that to the side right there. They make good fried catfish, but but yeah, I think LM's does a really great job with this mother chicken, and it makes me very, very happy. Here's where we can get into it a little bit. I love Soul Food Young. I, I love them. Right. That, that's They are preparing soul food. It is soul food come Chinese food, but it is imaginative and fun, and it's a, it's a win all around for them. What's so funny about them is that I don't even think of them as fusion in my head. I like if I'm describing it to someone, I'll use the term. 
But really, in my head, it is a soul food staple because it's been in the community for so long. Yes. Yes, I agree. And so I'm just like, it's where you can get soul food, but you want it. You want a twist. It's soul food with a twist, but it's a staple. It It's tried and true and it's delicious. And the chicken is crispy. Yes. I, I, so, <laughs> and so crispy. And and you never knew that fried chicken went with fried rice so well. I'm always confused and I still eat it. I'm like, you know, but both of these bites are good. These are good bites. No, I, 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 it's, I, I can no. only celebrate it. I can only celebrate it. And I don't question it. And that, I think that loops us around to the chicken and waffles debate. Is soul food young soul food? Absolutely, it has to be. You can't yeah, even dispute it. It is. Is it traditional soul food? No, not at all. They're doing very traditional aspects of soul food with very untraditional incorporations of ingredients. And that's what's interesting is that LM's Soul Food Young and Grits are all, you know, within like a solid little radius of one another. And so if you're on the north side, if you're like close to the historic west side, you can get your soul food. But outside of that, I don't know if it exists. I don't believe it does, really. And I mean, we can talk about the ethnic diversity of that section of town and that they're all essentially adjacent to MLK Boulevard, which is, you know, the Mm -hmm. largest population of African-Americans in Las Vegas, the most condensed one. The groups are right there. And I'll square your triangle and give you uh, West Side Mario's uh, I, Yo, I was about to ask you. <laughs> I mean, they're the realest ones. I gotta be, I have to be genuine with you. They are the realest ones. And and here's why. They, you could get fried catfish by the pound. You could literally get one mm-hmm. piece of fried catfish and they'll be like, that's a dollar fifty, sir. And, yes. and you're like, oh, okay, great. How many hush puppies do you want? I would like two. That's another dollar fifty, sir. So like right. a you carte. a la carte the entire experience. And it's not a restaurant for certain, but it is a counter and they are serving really standard classic soul food flavors. I love being there during a rush when there's like a lineup and you're just in line with all these other folks. But I think that that they serve a very interesting function because they're serving the culinary needs of a community at and they're meeting mm-hmm. them at their financial level. They say, all right, mm-hmm. you can't afford, you know, because I love LMs, but I can't always afford a plate over at LM. Fifteen dollar plate. Fifteen dollar plate. Yeah. Fifteen plus. I love grits and I and 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 they're they're significantly less expensive, but still sometimes that's just not in my budget either. But I know for a fact if I got ten dollars in my pocket, I can eat good over at Mario's. And mm. that's that's something that's really, really special as far as existing and serving a community. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there.
So since you were talking about chicken and waffles, th- there's the question. Is Lolo's Chicken and Waffles a soul food restaurant? I'm going to give them a pass because we don't have enough soul food restaurants in Las Vegas. You hear that Las Vegas right now, you soul food entrepreneurs, if you're a business mogul and you want to invest in something, open up three more soul food restaurants in this town because I, I, I want to eat and I, and I want to eat well. And that's the big question, right? Why doesn't Vegas have more soul food restaurants? And really, why do they have such a hard time staying open? Because I don't think it's just here. I've witnessed that when I lived in San Diego, that we'd get a new soul food restaurant, we'd try to mobilize the community to go to it, but it would close or or the standards wouldn't be that great that there's 85 you know barriers but what do you think from from what you've witnessed from what i've witnessed it's one a lack of popularity soul food appeals to a specific percentage of the community most mm-hmm. black folk know about it we are not a heavily african american city we got plenty of black people in in las vegas but also it's a West Coast problem, I think. Unless you're unless you're somewhere like Oakland or Compton, where there's just so many black people that you you cannot mess that up. It's hard because really great soul food, you know, establishments are I think built on community support and community involvement. And there's a reality that like I don't care who you are, you ain't going out for like greens, gravy, and fried chicken every night of the week. It's just not happening. No. So the financial support there, when it doesn't have appeal to a broader audience, right, to the rest of the valley, is not Mm. as strong. So I think that's one issue. Uh, You did bring up quality. There is always, and and this isn't just with soul food. This is with, with small businesses and small restaurants frequently, is somebody says, grandma can cook real well. Let's get her recipes out there. They put all the time and the money and the energy into putting it together. And... It it doesn't work out because grandma cooks real well on a Sunday afternoon. Grandma don't cook mm-hmm. real well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, right? It's tiring. It's tiring. And just the understanding of business and then like the ordering of things. So like you were, I have gone to restaurants that have been out of, like, like the person comes out and is like, with a list of everything I can't have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we're out of green. Oh my God, I think it's the same um, restaurant. Anyway. But I mean, like at the same time, I have definitely also been to a Popeye's where they've been like, we don't have chicken. So I- I've seen it at both levels, but I know multiple restaurants where I've been like, yo, come on, y'all are out of the thing that I came here to order. Yeah, that, and that, that, that has happened to me as well. I can't emphasize enough that there's a real community aspect, especially to soul food. And restaurants fail all the time. This isn't unusual. Most restaurants don't make it out, out of their first year. Most of them. doesn't matter what you're cooking. Period. So exactly. now let's take a look at percentages. How many people want to open a soul food restaurant? And what's the percentage chance that that's not going to make it through its first year? Well, that's why we have so, so, so few soul food restaurants in Las Vegas. And it's not popular on the West Coast. The West Coast is avocado burrito smoothieville <laughs> um let's go get a burger and the movement towards and i think a lot of black folks too the movement into vegan vegetarian Oof. lifestyle or rather you know making that choice about what you eat and that we don't have one of those in vegas like there's slutty vegan in the south even and then in oakland they're soulfully vegan i've never eaten so much satan in my life i was like i don't even know what this is <laughs> 
but y'all done fried it and seasoned it. But I think I think the soul food, the vegan soul food movement that I've been witnessing happening is is a sign of also the way that black culture is changing and transforming. And we're having different conversations about where the origins of soul food, what are our primary ingredients and what is good for us going forward. And so I I think that's the place where, yes, you can add you could modernize the tradition of soul food. And I think the thing that made me, you know, think twice about soul food when we talk about soul food and health, there's already this this stigma around it that says, you know, soul food will give you heart problems. It's unhealthy. And it gives you the itis, which is just like the joke term around like, oh, you're going to fall asleep after eating your your holiday plate. Usually it's post Thanksgiving, but like anytime you eat a big plate of any kind of food, you're going to get the itis, which is just, yeah, you about to fall asleep for a while. I don't know. Do you think that 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 stigma is going to slowly lift and like where it came from that soul food is unhealthy? Well, okay. when we speak to the nature of the term soul, I know it actually has a very long history and it comes through music into the culinary tradition. But there is that aspect where it's like, man, I've been worked to the bone and I know if I sit down to this plate, at least I'm going to want to wake up tomorrow so I can get some more of that. So when we talk about the lack of healthy choices in soul food, well, first off, this is a celebratory cuisine. It is not something you're Mm -hmm. supposed to eat every day. You're not supposed to have fried catfish every day. And if you're having fried catfish every day, you need to think about changing your diet. Um, (laughs) You know, I'd love to eat fried catfish every day, but I tried it when I was in my 20s and it didn't go well. Um, No. Uh, you know, is it something that we should be reprimanding ourselves for eating? No, not at all. Um, it's not inherently less healthy than 70% of the crap that they're selling you at the supermarket that's processed. Right. And I think I'd love to see that stigma lifted. I think that certainly the vegan angle is changing that stigma and affecting the perception of soul food. But I also have to say that like, I feel often that the vegan movement, particularly in black circles in the United States, is a hyper reactionary play by people to divest from unhealthy eating habits that were passed down culturally. And Mm -hmm. most of those eating habits weren't passed down culturally because the culture endorsed it. They were passed down culturally because the economics forced it lack of the lack of options the lack of viable choices and i'm all for broader choices healthier eating more options for every single human being on this planet but i think we need to know where our our choices come from and with that are there any other las vegas soul food restaurants that that we should be trying out that we should be checking out in town where else should we be giving our money since you and i are not going to be frying chicken as often as they're going to be doing it in a good way. I've heard very good things about Sister Kim's in New Orleans Square. They're relatively new. I haven't gotten down there to try it out, but I am currently salivating over the idea of a good plate. So I might just make it out tonight. Oh, word. (laughs) Let's do it. I was like, that's going to be our meetup then. We're going to go try Sister Kim's together because that would make me really happy because we've been supposed to share a meal. Yes. And I'm so hopeful. I hope that we get more soul food restaurants because there are not enough. But we're going to check out Sister Kim's. That's that's our homework assignment for me and you. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. 
Brent Holmes, thanks so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas today. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, folks. Before you go, heads up. We've got some exciting news. CityCast Las Vegas is giving away two pairs of tickets to Life is Beautiful 2023. Now, this giveaway closes on September 8th, so don't play. Go to our website now, lasvegas.citycast.fm forward slash L-I-B to enter or visit social media at CityCast Vegas for all the details. Good luck. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Did you love this episode like we love greens? Yes? Do us a quick favor. Send this episode to three of your foodiest foodie friends and invite them on a soul food tour of Las Vegas. Go ahead, do it now. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. I need I need 10 good barbecue joints and we have two at best. I feel like, well, I can't argue with you because you have Texan standards, but I think there's like six good barbecue spots. Six? To my very medium standards. Okay, this is completely <laughs> off topic, but I need to have this conversation with you anyway, Vogue, because six is really, really, really high. That's a really high number. <laughs> it might be four. I don't know. Don't hurt my feelings. Shut up, Brent! <laughs>